Hey guys, what's up? I want to talk to you guys today about mental illness. I want to talk to you guys about mental health and deliverance from that, healing from that. I want to take you to like the Word of God and show you like some examples and some things that I think that if you can understand, it would literally change the neuroplasticity in your brain <laughs> like you will not be the same person I was not the same person when I learned and saw some of this stuff and before I get into it I want to just take a moment to discuss what I mean by mental health right because it's important I need to make sure it's, it's the same definition you will give it it's on the same page so mental health <clears throat> I'm talking about depression, talking about anxiety, talking about, you know, schizophrenia, talking about, you know, OCDs, I'm talking about, yeah, I think you get the, you get the drift, multiple personality disorders, actually, that'll be my in, Nabuchodonosor had multiple personality disorders, it says that he lost understanding, there was this issue with his mind. We know from the word too that it says that we are to renew our minds, to transform, to be transformed by his word. That's why it's important, guys, to be in the word of God every single day. Like split tested. I did that. I honestly did that. I split tested it. It was a it was a discovery because I was just like, alright, let's see. I was putting it to test in my own life. And I did, and it worked out amazing. And now I'm like, oh, you know. I understand now like kind of like that importance and what I'm going to share with you will help you I believe understand the importance where you will prioritize it in your life already so we need to understand that anyone that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ has already been freed from it past tense has already been um, saved by it and what I mean by that is that Christ already gave you the power to get out of that Christ already gave you the authority to be able to get out of whatever situation you're in. Anything. I used to think, okay, my personal life, I used to think when I was battling with anxiety, I was battling with depression, I was battling with, you know, some OCD. And I didn't think that I had the power or the ability to do something. To change my situation I thought I was trapped I thought this is happening to me I thought this is um, over me it's on top of me it's before me you know like I can't I can't get past it it's a huge wall that is just in me that I don't have the power to tear it down like I used to believe that I used to think that it just was a thing you know yes I understand now the science part the chemical imbalances and like all the traditional science and what they say okay but I was stuck there I only thought that you know if that happened that it was over like I I needed outside help to be able to get rid of that and I do in a sense what I mean that is by God, but you might not need anything else. 
right? I'll let you be the judge. Let me go into it. So first of all, I want to talk about strongholds, okay? The Bible talks about mental strongholds. So what are mental strongholds? Why are they an issue for Christians? How do they function? What are their common strengths, common weaknesses of strongholds? Can you have a stronghold? Do you currently have a stronghold? Okay, so think of strongholds almost like sunglasses. Okay, like a sunglass that will distort your perception. Okay, and let me give you a quick example, but I'll do that in the next segment. Okay, take care, guys. Hey, guys, what's up? And we're talking about mental health, mental illnesses. And specifically how the Word of God helps us renew our minds and it transform our minds. And I was talking about, you know, some of those bonds, some of those strongholds. Like, what are they? You know, and I was comparing them to, to sunglasses. So let me tell you, like, sunglasses, you know, do something interesting. Especially the ones that are tinted, right? Um, or even regular glasses for seeing. But they distort our reality. If you you give, I don't know if you've ever grabbed the, your grandma's you know sunglasses or you know like an elderly person's sunglasses, uh, not sunglasses, uh, just regular glasses uh, to see and realize that it was so distorted, like you couldn't see, it was blurry, it was big, your eyes hurt, right? That is what stronghold, like it literally does, except we don't feel it. It just that's why it's powerful and that's why it's strong. And I talked about how in my story when I was going through some of this stuff myself, anxiety, depression, and, um, you know, I, and I thought it was over me. I thought it was something that I could, I didn't have the power to solve myself in this present moment. You know, that I had to, to get it out of, you know, somewhere else. And in a way you do, yes, because, you know, Satan has actually stole that, you know, you handed it to him, he stole it from you, you've handed that, that belief, that power, that this thing is over you, you know, you think your mountain is bigger than you, you think the giant is bigger than you, that you cannot defeat it, right, yeah, that's what it is, guys, and so, it's interesting, because when we look at the word of God, we know that God has given us the spirit of power, this is what's what Paul said. You can look it up. Because um, uh, has given us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, a spirit of self-control, right? So those things are not from the same spirit. There's two different spirits here at war, two different forces, forces of God and the forces of Satan, forces of evil, right? So, you know, I want you to like detach yourself from the situation, you know, like imagine that you're seeing it from like a third, you know, person point of view. You know, ever play those video games where like you can see the whole person do that just get out of it you know like see yourself from the back or from the side looking at, at at the situation because I want you to understand the power of belief I want you to understand how powerful it is when we believe something like something insane happens like in us in our minds in our spirit and like if the devil has stopped stolen this from you it means that you believe that you are uncurable or that it will never go away you 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 believe that that is truth you know you believe that it's true for you and that there that that's the ultimate thing boom that was the rule boom sealed no one can change it right that's how you see it 
and it's not the case that's how i saw it. it's not the case you know so i want to pray to the lord that you know he does a, a work in each and every person that currently battles or struggles with any of this any any shade of it any measure of it a lot little depending what it is each person is different made the people that are bipolar to never to never to return that again i pray for any evil spirit to never to return again and i'm not saying someone could be demon possessed i am not saying that although someone could and I'm not here to like, you know, infuse fear of any kind, but I need to also tell you what the Word of God says. And I'm talking about strongholds, okay? A stronghold is not necessarily um, directly dependent on having a demon. Like even Christians and people that have accepted the Holy Spirit can still be oppressed. Every, anyone can be oppressed. Only unbelievers can be possessed. Okay? But, but anyway, I won't get into that right now. So, I pray, I pray to the Lord that your struggle will come to the attention of Jesus. I pray that, you know, He gives you a sound mind full of love and joy. And I command any unclean spirit that might be listening to this to get out of that person right now. So that the Lord will shed light on darkness and will get their minds to dwell in love and joy all right i want you to picture something with me so you understand a little bit more where i'm gonna go with this and and why it's so insane <laughs> okay i want you to picture flying on a plane okay if you've ever traveled anywhere you might be able to remember you know seeing the land from from above you know you're seeing like some of the mountains the cars are like super super tiny and there's like houses and different things different land patterns right i want you to imagine for a minute with me that that's your brain okay i want you to imagine that that's your your thoughts your beliefs your reasoning your memories everything all all there you're just seeing it from above like you're just flying over it flying over it and you start seeing and you detect two different things you see that there are some parts that are you know light full of light and you can see the houses really well you can see the detail very well the colors very well but then you you keep going and you see this other areas where it seems it's like a dark spot you're not even sure like is that water is that like a forest that's like just really dark is that just like dirt like you don't know what it is but it is dark and you cannot see what's there you cannot see it and so you're flying over your mind and you notice that there's different things you know you see the land that's light you see the dark spots you see dark spots over here big dark spots little dark spots big patches of of light land small patches of light land and you're flying over your brain and you you realize that that is pretty much a representation of everyone's brain you know where we the light represents everything that we know it's true and that it's empowering and that it's loving you know that that's one of the big things too like love is really what drives everything at the end of the day um love for something for someone and 
the dark spots are strongholds. The light of God does not shine on a stronghold. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that is the truth and that is the reality of it. When the light of God is shining upon anything, there is life and there is love and there is joy and there is self-control and there is power. That's the light of God. That's what Jesus said. He is the light. Jesus is the light. It's a really cool concept there. Eh? Satan loves to communicate with you, to you, that you're not valuable. In the sight of God, or in the sight of yourself, or in the sight of other people. Satan loves to bring you down. Satan loves to see you in fear, in anxiety. Okay, so how do strongholds work? How do they work? What do they do to you? Okay, so let me say right off the gate that they are an opening to the demonic. They expose evil works. They expose evil works. The light of God exposes evil works but brings them to healing in your life. But they are an opening of the demonic. I want you to remember this phrase really, really well. This is like the, mm, the punchline of like... The, the key you know to all this it's that each of those strongholds are thought patterns you already know that so the thought patterns that exalt above what God thinks of you or someone else then <laughs> let me just first say this you empower the works of Satan when there is a part of you that says, I don't agree with God. Okay, so I want you to see things in a very black and white way. You know, I want you to see that there are things that empower you and there are things that disempower you. You know, there are things that are light and there are things that are darkness. You know, and you need to discern and identify with them. That's the first step. You need to shed light on it, identify it, say, oh, it's this, you know, like, like a... Like a test almost, you know, where you're trying to trying to remember, trying to see, trying to fill the right answer to it. But first you need to know what it is. Otherwise, how can you give the right answer, you know? And that's usually what happens. We try to get to the answer in the wrong way, but I'm going to tell you how to do it. Check this out. Alright, so I was carrying you through a little exercise. Um, sorry, a little exercise last time about like how you were... Just from the clouds, mm, just imagine a plane, you're, you're flying from the top and you're seeing this land. Some patches are light, some patches are darkness. You know that the places where there's light, you have clarity in your life, you understand what it is, you know the truth, the parts that are dark, you don't know yet something, you know. And we were talking and asking the question, what are strongholds? How do strongholds work? Um, strongholds are patterns of thinking. They are gateways also that allow the... That allow basically demonic activity you know they're they're patches like i said kind of, of darkness that currently have captive the truth the the word of god is below what you believe in that area um i was saying to remember something very key that you empower the works of satan the works of darkness when there exists any part of you that says i don't agree with god 
you know, and it's a it's an interesting concept because what ends up happening is that everything that is God's, you know, is good. It's loving. It's amazing. It's empowering. It's exciting. And and every single one of you have had experiences that are exciting, that are empowering, and. You know, you, you currently are in a situation where you have a stronghold, a dark patch of land that says, number one, I cannot, I don't have the power to get out of my situation. And that is a lie. You do have the power. You have personal power to do and to choose what you do with your um, body, what you do with your focus, and what you do with your words. Okay? And the, the strongholds, the problem of the strongholds is that they can go so deep that you don't even realize that that's what you're doing, right? So you will go through life and do certain things. Um, and I think this happened to all of us. I think the easiest example is to is to remember in your own life, you know, a time where you used to believe something was true. You know, maybe you used to think that um, if you were not successful, it was because of the government. And then you realize that like, no, that's not true. If I work hard, I can I can make something happen for myself. Right? That was a stronghold. Like that was an example of a stronghold. It's a belief that it is not true, that is false, that can allow for demonic activity. Because there's a lot of people that think, oh, it's the government, it's the government, and they are consumed by the government in their heads. They're always like cursing the government and like they spend so much time, energy and attention with like like throwing stones to the to the government when really the problem is them. Right, so that's exactly what's happening with anxiety, with depression. Like, yes, all those things definitely cause um, brain imbalances. Definitely cause things that go beyond the physical, and they're they're just processes right there. And some of them, yeah, that's right, you can control them. But when you are able to shed light on this stronghold, you're able to at least identify that what it is, and now you can establish new patterns, new belief systems, new actions that will completely transform the way you see life that will give you different like gamma of emotions you know mm, my wife made me this tea it's like foodie tea so good ah <laughs> that's funny it's like i'm talking about like spiritual stuff like drinking my tea it's funny okay um so yeah i wanna i wanna kind of go a, a little bit deeper on it like there's different types of strongholds and I'll give you a couple different ones so opinions can be a stronghold if someone has a opinion of you that you think it's true and it's really not such as oh this person is lazy <laughs> how many of us have ever been told that or you have told that to someone and then that person or you believe for a long time you're like man yeah maybe I am lazy and then maybe that's why no one wants to hire me and then maybe this is why this happens and then this is why that happens and we start making meanings out of things that are not true you know we come to conclusions that we accept accept them as true and they're not <laughs> and they're holding us back so much from seeing the reality and being able to do something because when you go into like learn helplessness when you go into like you know despair and you lose hope then you think that you can't do anything about your situation and so you remain inside the hole like you're not even trying to get out you know and or you say you want to get out but like you don't have the will you don't have the power to make it happen right oh totally I i'm with you like I've, I've been studying this stuff for like a little while now because i i grew like after i went through it i was like man i need to tell people about it all right guys we're talking about mental health talking about anxiety 
and talking about depression, um, mental issues, and I said that those mental issues are like really what they are, not mental issues, they're called strongholds, and this is not only a fact, but it's also a um, different way of seeing things completely that will free you from it. Um, and we were talking about the different types of strongholds, such as like opinions, someone, you know, gave you the uh, a certain opinion of you another one that we'll talk now is about reasoning you know some of us have like false beliefs of reasoning you know and i probably still have like false beliefs i probably still have strongholds of 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 certain things you know but but i know that now the anxiety depression worry fear all those things i know now that i do have the power to, to do something about it and i hope you do too um there's fears, as I said, uh, of common strongholds. Because here's the thing. When there is fear, when there is lies, that gives dominion and agreement to the power of darkness. There's an area of you that is not agreeing with God right now, where there is no light right now. And so it's crazy because strongholds can be so powerful that sometimes you don't really see them so let me give you a really great example how many of you have experienced or have someone that is always like living in self-pity always has this like victim mentality always complaining raise your hand freaking now wherever you are i'm raising it right now if you know someone that is always complaining around you yep yeah, oh, yeah, Billy over there. Yes, yeah, raising his hand. I can see it. Great, Billy. Susan over there. Great. Everyone, guys, knows someone. And the problem with that is that that person has a belief, has a stronghold that says, Someone offended me. Someone did something to me. And I need to be restored from that. And I need this. And, you know, I. I'm so hurt that yeah, essentially just takes so much of your mind and, and you're not right, you're not okay, right? Um, and I've been there, I've, I've seen times where I've been, where I was like self-pitying myself and I'm like, oh no, no, it was, it was really tough for me and like, and then I was like, man, like, just shut up on this, like, just grow up, you know? But sometimes we go and we're stuck in this part where we're like, oh, like this happened to me and this happened to me and this was so painful. And, and we dwell in the past. We dwell in, in pain. We dwell in those things. Like, do not give thought. Don't give thought to those things. Um, but we're going we're gonna to go deep into this and, and, and how to break or destroy or, or pull down strongholds. Um, I got some of my notes here. Okay, so you need to understand that strongholds keep you from the purposes of which God created you. So if any one of you are like ready to awaken greatness or ready to do something, do a change in your life, like really do something amazing, like those strongholds are the very things that are keeping you from the purposes of which God created you, right? They pull you away from what God wants for you and how you see yourself or even how God sees other people. They're pulling you away from it. It's dangerous, it's tough, it's not, you know, it's tough. And number two, looking at people in the very, in the very way that God looks at them and not us. Sometimes we look at people as being dumb, as being stupid, and we, and we carry this like, 
you know, you know, this chips, <laughs> chip on our shoulder, and we we carry this pain. We're like, ugh, like my uncle or my grandma, or whatever, is so this or is so that, and you know, we've all been there. But all of those are strongholds. It's a spiritual paralysis. There's there's darkness there. There's judgment. There's offense. There's failure, there's fear, there's shame. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand the difference now? Like what I'm saying between light and darkness, between like an empowering emotion like love and joy and passion and a disempowering one like depression? Because depression is not an emotion. Depression is the term we label that. The emotion is... Are you ready? Oh, the segment is cutting, guys. I'll tell you what it is in the next one all right guys so how do you uncover strongholds you know I want to want to give you like practical how to because a lot of this stuff it's you know it's not easy to to understand and you're like strongholds what the heck is that you know and like how, what like what does that have to do with my stress my anxiety but you understand the root of the problem you need to go deeper you know so like so many times so many of us like just like Imagine this, imagine that like for every action you do, there's a reaction, yes, but there's a reaction in different like levels, right? You can just, you know, you feel bad, you feel anxious and you drink, for example. Right? You go and you drink and you get drunk, right? You just cope with it in the very physical level. Just like changing your biochemistry by like putting a ton of alcohol in your body. Like, great job, baby. <laughs> right? problem number one right then there's people that do um the other level you know you feel anxious you feel this then the other reaction is on like more of like the soul level the mind and the emotions where you feel down and then start stressing you and then you you go into like this cycle of like fear and like that may be manifesting even a physical sense like a panic attack right and you know you're trying to like solve it at that level at that level um but the problem with that is that it's like trying to put a fire with another fire it's like the the soul is the is the very thing that it's kind of um hosting that in a way you know the soul is your mind your your emotions and your will it says your mind heart and your will okay and when you're able to kind of like see things in like levels right or like you know layers if you may right like you understand that we're so complex and we need to discern we need to have the sensitivity um to discern what area of us is this attitude this feeling this thought coming from okay so before it reaches you before it reaches your mind it goes through one of these processes it either goes through the process of the law of sin inside your flesh which is all of you know well it's all the sins but i'll summarize it into three the lust of the eye the lust of the flesh and pride of life okay every single sin falls in one of those three thus were the same things that Satan tempted Jesus in the desert with is the same thing that Satan tempted Eve in the Garden of Eden you can go and check it out I always get asked like Andreas like why don't you give more passages like give more verses and I'm like yeah like I will definitely give you more verses but I'm like summarizing a lot of the notes you know like I, i'm hoping and i'm praying that you grab a lot of what i'm telling you and don't just same thing just accept it as true <laughs> right like because who am i to tell you what to believe 
You know, I want you to see it for yourself inside the word of God so you know it's true. And just like put it to the test, like put it to your spirit's test. You know, if it resonates well with you and you see it in the word of God, great. If it resonates with you and you don't see it in the word of God, great, because it is the truth. I'm telling you, like, this is based on, on scripture. So I want you to, like, wrap your head around the fact that there's light and there's darkness and that you're in three levels. You're in spirit, you're in soul, and you're in flesh. Like, each part has, like, three main attributes to each. And, like, all this is, like, extremely biblical. And, um, yeah, like, 2 Corinthians 10. Okay, I'll take you to some scripture actually. Why not? Let's do this. I gotta just get my Bible in here. <laughs> yeah, come with me to Romans chapter 7. We're gonna read. Mm. Read from 7 to 25. Okay, 7 to 25, the law and sin. You need to understand where our sinful nature comes from, our human condition, our self-sabotaging self. <laughs> uh, that part of us that's always holding us back, you know, because we all know that. We all definitely, definitely know that. That there is a part of us that definitely is not meant for good, that is definitely holding us back, that is always causing, or if it was meant for bad, it's being distorted, right? I, I know what some of you are gonna say, so don't worry. We'll we'll cover it in depth to make sure there's no like areas of darkness. <laughs> okay, so I'll check. I'll talk to you guys in the next little segment. Peace. All right, what's up, guys? Um, been talking about mental health, talking about strongholds, telling you that it's basically the same thing. Um, a stronghold is an area of darkness that gives platform to the demonic attack. Um, it's an area where you are believing a lie currently, you know, and we all have it. We all have them. Um, I was comparing it to like flying, like, you know, from the top, seeing the landscape, you know, seeing the mountains, seeing the lake, seeing houses, seeing like little cars. And you realize that there's areas that there's light and there's areas that are darkness. That is basically how like our brain, like a map of our brain would look, you know, type of thing just so you can get a good visual and so we are to renew our mind you know in the spirit it says the spirit of our mind and we know that also God gave us the spirit of power the spirit of love the spirit of joy and that we obviously currently are not experiencing that if we have anxiety or depression or whatever else you know um, but you gotta understand that as a man thinks in his heart so is he and it really does everything start with those foundational belief systems or patterns of thought because here's the thing you need to really wrap your head around this your identity who you are meaning like what kind of what description what kind of image do you have of yourself you know how what kind of person do you consider yourself to be okay check this out if we think wrongly of ourselves of how God made us why God made us And that we think maybe we don't have enough right now to change our situation. That we don't have enough to achieve our purposes. That is a stronghold. Right? So I'm pretty sure that as I was even saying, a lot of you were like, yeah, okay. Definitely many times where I think wrongly of how 
of what God thinks of me. You know, there's a really cool song called You Say by Dale and... Oh, I can't remember her name. Yeah. It's called You Say. I think you'll find it. But basically, she says, and it's really cool, you know, how she puts it. She says, you say, you know, saying, like, basically God. It's like God says, like, you say that I am loved. Even when I can't feel a thing. Right? So it's putting our belief system under the word of God, under the authority of God. So that if God says, like, hey, Susan, hey, Bob, hey, Andres, you are loved, like, I love you, then I don't have to go back and be like, no one loves me, or I feel alone, or because you're accepting, like, if you if you currently feel, like, loneliness, obviously there's, like, like, I'm not trying to oversimplify this either, you know, there's definitely, like, this is very complex. I'm trying to simplify just for the sense of, like, trying to wrap your head around it, because obviously these are hard concepts, like, they're not, like, easy. And I'm gonna, like, read from Romans 7, because Paul knew this. Paul understood there was this war that was waging against us in our beings, okay? And I want to read to you what it says. Uh, should I? Okay, uh, if, if he cuts, I'll just jump on the next one. What then shall we say? That the law is sin? By no means. For, or sorry, yet, if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. Okay, that means basically, if it wasn't because there's rules and there's like, you know, the Ten Commandments, I wouldn't know what sin is. Like, I wouldn't have been able to label it. Label it. That, that's, that's important. For I would not have known what it is to covet, right? If the law had not said, you shall not covet. That's what I mean. You know, if, if it didn't say this, you wouldn't know exactly what to name it. But sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness, right? That, that's all, all kinds. That's why it's saying all kinds, because there's lust of the flesh, there's lust of the eye. So, and there's, you know, basically a ton underneath each one. For apart from the law, sin lies dead. I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin came alive and I died. The very commandment that promised life proved to be death to me. For sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me. Now oh, I'm seeing that this is going to die soon. Okay, I'll jump on the next one. Peace. Alright, so we're reading Romans chapter 7 and I stopped at 8. But sin, seizing opportunity, uh, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness. For apart from the law, sin lies dead. I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin came, and I died. The very commandment that promised life proved to be death to me. For sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me, and through it killed me. So the law is holy. And the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Did that which is good then bring death to me? By no means. It was sin producing death in me through what is good. In order that sin might be shown to be sin and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin sold past tense sold under sin because for when adam sinned the human condition 
fell, and sin entered in each and every single one of us. When you are born, you already come with that human condition. And as soon as you have age to understand right from wrong, then it becomes evident. Verse 14. Okay, I'm gonna read 14 again, and now we're gonna go into the into basically what's happening to every single person that has mental health. Watch this. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. Hmm. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. That anxiety, it's sin dwelling within you. That's why I said earlier, it's darkness, it's a access to the demonic. That's why I said it's a patch of evil, a patch of judgment, a patch of lies. Yeah, let me keep reading to you, let me keep reading to you, this is golden. 17, I said, so now it is no longer I could do it, but sin that dwells within me, for I know that nothing good dwells in me, comma, that is, comma, in my flesh, okay, so you got to understand that your flesh, and I don't want to, like, you know, this is where you need some discernment, your flesh is talking about in that sinful nature, I'm not talking about your body, no one's talking about, like, the way you look, don't confuse things, because that's how strongholds are made, <laughs> I'm talking about in your flesh, in that desire that you want to binge eat, that you want to get be lazy all day, that you want to um, drink or do drugs or party or like, I'm not saying party is anything wrong, but that you only want to party. Like there's that desire, you know, to like be fulfilled by things that are fleshly. And I think you know very well, you know, what that is. And in this case, that flesh is also the very thing that is in you through the law of sin that is currently waging war against yourself. A part of you is like, I'd obviously, like you obviously don't want to be depressed, duh. You obviously don't want to be anxious about things. You'd rather have amazing peace, duh. But you don't know how to get out of the situation. And it's exactly what this guy's saying here. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. He understood that. He knew that. He wrapped his mind around it. He wrote it here for us. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. Obviously, there is good in you. No one's saying there's not good in you. That's my very argument that you need to focus on the good that is in you and not the evil that's in you. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry out. You have the desire. You want to be, you want to get better in your anxiety. You want to get better in your, you know, OCD. You're like, you want to change. You don't want to remain there, right? All right, sweet. Let's keep reading. I'm in the book of Romans, chapter 7, verse now 19. I'll read again to give context and we'll keep going. Just only a few more verses. 
For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Oh, sorry, I'll read from 18. For I know that nothing good dwells in me. That's what I was just saying right now. That is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. So you understand that you have the desire to get out of your situation. You know, anytime that you feel those feelings that are so disempowering, that are so like hurtful and devastating, and that puts you in that state of mind and state of being, right? You know, you understand you don't want that. You have the desire to do what is right. It's like Paul is saying here. Says, for I have the desire to do what is right. You do have the desire to do what is right. You have the the want to get better, but not the ability to carry it out. The ability has to do with power. If you have power, you can have ability. If Michael Jordan had the ability to jump really darn high, is because he had the power to move his body in that way move his mind to move his emotions to move his being to that to carry it out he envisioned it he had the desire to become a basket player and he had the ability or the power or the control to carry it out but here it's what's going on then paul is saying here but i but not the ability to carry out but what is he talking about it's talking about in the flesh in the flesh you have that desire like there is a part of you that you can recognize and that part is attached to your spirit okay i talked about seeing yourself in layers or in levels right you have your body you know the flesh which is basically made of your bone and blood and skin right that's your flesh level one or, or outer level you know outer layer level two is your soul your soul is your mind everything that you think your heart everything that you feel and your will everything that you do everything that gets you to take action and then you have the spirit spirit is the breath of life that one right there that's why meditating it's usually really good for anxiety and things like that um the spirit is the one that also brings you into communion with people, into loving. Okay, I, I want to like kind of like let it sink in, you know, because it's important to understand that difference between the, the like that layering. You know, sometimes we confuse things. We say, "Oh, this is an emotion. Oh, this is a uh, a mind thing. Oh, this is a body thing," and we confuse things, and then we realize we're like, "Oh no, no we I just needed to eat better," and they're like, "Oh, like that," or I just needed to like yeah yeah we go through transformations like that all the freaking time but wouldn't you want to like 10x that wouldn't you want to like have that discernment so you stop making like the wrong choices man and the wrong disempowering choices and the wrong beliefs like the strongholds that i told you you know people that have anxiety or depression currently have right and i used to have that too not anymore thanks to the lord so yeah let me finish reading here for you it says now if I do what I do not want it is no longer I who do it but sin that dwells within me it says for I find it to be a law that when I want to do right evil lies close at hand true or false you want to do right but there you got that emotion that's like keeping you down in your bed like all day right 
or just in, in fear, like drinking or like want, like binge eating or watching Netflix or something just to quiet your mind, right? Check this out. No, no, no. Like Paul, Paul got it, man. Check this out. 722. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. His inner being is that spirit that he's talking about. But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind. Okay, so the law of your mind, you're, you, it, it's, it's that thought that pops in your head that says, I want to do right, you know, but is waging war against that, the law of sin. And it says, and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. So those patches of darkness are patches of... All right, cool. Let me finish reading. It's it's crazy. Like, there's so much in each verse and each, like, that you could be here, like, years. <laughs> um, 22 says, for I delight in the law of God, my inner being. He knew that says but i see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members okay that those members he's talking about he's talking about um your mind he's talking about your heart he's talking about your 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 body not in the physical sense not in your muscles and but in the level of the soul okay we said the soul is the mind the heart and the will you know your mind is telling you one thing your heart is telling you another right we, we've all been there or your mind is telling you one thing but you can get your body to do it you know that comes from the will so one two three you know what you think what you feel what you do what you think what you feel what you do that's inside your soul and we need to submit our soul to god we need to uh, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. Um, let me go into the next part. It says, but I see, uh, sorry, um, yeah, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am. So, you know, like even he was saying like, man, like I really, like I'm no one. You know, wretched man that I am, like, you know, when you recognize that there is that like evil part in you, that sinful part in you, you usually go like it goes to a conviction of sin where you're like you know wretched man that i am but but look at the response it's, it's not a it's not a pity and victim mentality type of thing it's he says who will deliver me from this body of death he understands that there is that human death condition in us that came with adam's sin it says thanks be to god through jesus christ our lord so then, I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. Okay, basically saying, I understand very well that my flesh, and that is in the sense of, you know, anything that is dark, anything that is evil, the lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life, um, is part of me. And it's in what we call flesh you know like when I say flesh once again I mean those three things and everything that comes with it and he understands that it's part of him it is in him and he cannot do anything about it but what he can do is be delivered <laughs> completely from the body of death and put you into freedom through Jesus Christ that's why then the next part is beautiful it says 8 1 says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus no condemnation no fear no fear of hell no fear of anything for the law of the spirit of life has set you free right so we talked about there was the law of sin right that you have in you but you also have 
with the Lord Jesus, through the Lord Jesus, the law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life. Right now, there is a law of the spirit of death. You need the law of the spirit of life. It says, the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin. For, so let me read it again. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. So, I'm not saying necessarily even that you only can um, get through your anxiety through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ can deliver you 100% is the way to go and is the only way. But you can still heighten that higher self and that inner being like he was saying here that spiritual part of you that I mentioned like you're that last layer that is so precious and pure where the community comes from where wisdom comes from and that is the spirit that connects with the Holy Spirit that connects with the spirit of life your spirit is not the spirit of life the spirit of life is the Holy Spirit you know, so there there are these little differences and sometimes it can be a little confusing, but once you start getting your mind wrapped around it, you understand how to pull down and break those strongholds and shed light to them. And the first step is to ask, is to ask God to help you, is to ask God to shed light on those, to tell you, to help, help you identify them. Say, like, God, like, please help me identify my strongholds right now. Like, Jesus, like, in the name of Jesus, I pray that that these strongholds are revealed in my life all right guys cool I'm back so you know how I was talking about having to go to the root of the problem you know like if you only deal with it at a flesh level um, you will just go and like get intoxicated or drink or eat or something and then feel good for a little while and then feel like crap again right that's dealing it on the flesh level. If you deal it on the flesh level, you ain't getting out of it. Not anytime soon. <laughs> then, if you deal with it at a soul level, it'll leave you in a state of confusion, instead of defeat, in a state of, like, darkness. You know, that's where the strongholds are, are made. And we talked about strongholds and, and how there's, you know, mental strongholds. And um, these are spiritual strongholds. Um, and we talked about how to uncover them, you know, how to like ask the Lord to reveal it to you. And and I want to keep reading from Romans 8 now. Okay, come with me to Romans 8. Okay, 8. Three, I'm going to start reading. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. Okay, I don't want to just get you rid of your anxiety. I don't want to just get you rid of your depression. Because you can do that, even without the word of God. But I don't want you to deal with it at a soul level. I want you to deal with it at a spirit level. The only way to free yourself from the law of sin as a whole is through the Lord Jesus and it's through understanding that you are a sinner all right so three for God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin he condemned sin in the flesh okay so this is a very like deep concept 
for you to understand more about like the nature of Jesus and how when he came to earth like how was he able to be a hundred percent man yet a hundred percent God no one could understand that that's a, that's a mystery you know still for us but he was a hundred percent man and in the in, in the man part is where this verse applies he says by sending his own son in the likeness in the likeness of sinful flesh so God became likeness of sinful flesh why did he do that and the answer is for us he did it for us he did it for love he did it to be able to get rid of the law of sin that's why when we believe in the Lord Jesus we become slaves to the law of the spirit the spirit of life and not to the spirit of death not to the law of sin not to the law of death you understand what I'm saying and I want you to not deal it at the flesh level and get drunk I don't want you to deal with it at the soul level and be left confused or be left with doubts or be only temporarily get rid of it because that's the, that's where it is too it's also the the length of the effectiveness there's a lot of methods out there a lot of great methodologies but I want to really have you go deeper than even just those methodologies that address the mind and emptying the mind with the meditation and things like that just they, they just help you for like a season or for a while and then it might not work again you know or you have to do it like super 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 often but what i wanted you to do is i want you to go deeper one more level a third level which is the level of the spirit and be free in christ jesus from the law of sin and death okay so now i'm going romans 5 uh, 8 5 it says for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh and that's exactly what happens exactly what happens when you have anxiety and depression you are setting your mind setting establishing your mind on the things of the flesh on the worries of this world on the things of the flesh once again the flesh the lust of the eyes lust of the flesh pride of life if you're setting your mind on any of those three things we know it will lead to death we don't have to you know consult anything else but just to know that it will lead to death that's why if you just keep drinking you will die <laughs> like you know what i mean if you keep Doing whatever else, just at the flesh level to try to cope with it, it'll lead to death. Hey guys, what's up? I'm back. So, come back to me, or with me, sorry. <laughs> come back to me. Come back with me to Romans 8, verse 5. Just wait a second for you guys that are actually going to go look it up. Hey man, if you don't want it bad enough, that's cool. I'm just sharing some golden nuggets with you. You gotta want it bad enough to do it and to apply it. You know? For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. For those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. You need to start setting your mind in the things of the Spirit. That's kind of like one of the punchlines here that when you set your mind on the things of the spirit you will shed the old self you will shed the works of the flesh the things of the flesh 
and you need to remain there, not just live for like 10 minutes and then go back. Because that's what I was doing. That's why I was caught in that soulish like way of living where it just up and down, up and down, left and right. Uh, like it's like a confusion, good and bad, good and bad, which is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And it says number six, for to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Life and peace. And it's spirit with capital, by the way, which means the spirit of God. Not the spirit of men. Right? Very, very different. The the layers I'm talking about is the spirit of man. Man. The, the spirit that each of us have that carries, like I said, communion and carries your conscience. Conscience is one of the easiest ways to explain it, you know? A part of you that just knows, just knows, man. It's wrong to steal. It's wrong to kill. You just know it. Like, no one had to teach that part to you. <laughs> you knew. Right? That's the, that's the spirit of man. But I'm talking here, he's talking here, the spirit of God. It says, before to set the mind of the flesh is death, but to set the mind of the spirit is life and peace. Life and peace. Right now, you don't have peace. If you're worrying, you don't have peace. If you're depressed, you don't have peace. If you have multiple personality disorders, you don't have peace. If you have OCD, PTSD, um, or even stress, simple stress, you do not have peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. Hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Remember how I said that we need to put our flesh and our soul underneath God's law. Like underneath God's mind. Underneath God's presence. Yeah, that's what it's talking about here. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. It cannot. It cannot. It can't. The flesh can't. It just, it, it simply cannot. The only way to do it is... By setting your mind on the spirit. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Okay, that's why. Because it's sin. You can't, can't please God if you are in the flesh. Don't be in the flesh. Be in the spirit. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't even read it. I just said to you guys that. That's, that's, that's how I know that the Holy Spirit's within me, by the way. You know, and if any of you have ever questions how you can know that you have the Holy Spirit, it's because it echoes the word of God. The Holy Spirit wrote this book. So if I'm talking the words that he has put here, the Holy Spirit's within me. Spirit And the Holy Spirit will always give the glory to God. That's something else that the Holy Spirit will never lead to give glory to yourself. <laughs> okay. It says, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Wow. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. Do you have the Spirit of Christ? I hope so. Because you should belong to Him. Because He loves you. It says, but if sin is in you. Oh, sorry. But if Christ is in you. Sorry. Big difference. <laughs> but if Christ is in you. Although the body is dead because of sin. The Spirit is life because of righteousness. And I'll catch you in the next little segment. Alright, Romans 8, 9. It says, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, with capitals, Spirit of God. 
if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit of life because of righteousness. That is amazing. But if Christ is in you, if the Holy Spirit is in you, because, you know, that's why it says the Spirit of God, Spirit of Christ, you know, it's, it's different ways to describe because they're, they're one. But if Christ is in you, although the, the body is dead, <laughs> although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit of life because of righteousness. And he, here's where you need to ask God for this sermon because he is not saying, although, you know, when, when people read here, although the body is dead because of sin, they're like, what? So, you know, is my, is my body, like, dying? Well, yeah, it's dying. <laughs> hey, is my body, you know, ugly in itself? No, the body's not ugly in itself. It's the body... Um, what else could it be? Like, I'm just trying to, like, shatter those false beliefs, you know? Um, like we said when, when, when talking about the flesh here, when talking about the body, um, it's being affected, obviously directed in the soul, and it's being participant in some way or form with lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life, right? Lust of the eye, anything that we covet, that we desire, that is, you know, not right, adultery in your heart, um... Yeah, that part. Then the loss of the flesh, which again, it's um, drinking in excess, is um, fornication, is um, you know any anything that comes and originates from the flesh. Okay, and what else? What else here? The spirit of God will always lead you to righteousness. What it says but if Christ is in you although the body is dead because of sin although you know what I just described is dead because of sin the spirit is life because of righteousness okay so you need to understand that beautiful concept that Jesus has already like made us and set free that he's cleaned us with his grace and his love and his blood you know and sometimes we can't understand it but we have to recognize like I was saying on chapter 7 that there's this law, you know, of sin, waging war against the law of the spirit, right? So we need to understand that. We need to see ourselves in those, like, layers so you can discern a little bit easier that, hey, if there's a, a, a thought that it's, it's born out of fear, that's not good. You need to be able to spot that. And you need to be able to say no to that and put an end to it and ask God to bring you to light and to, to righteousness and to the spirit of life. And it ends really powerfully here, and this is, I think, probably the last segment just to say goodbye to you guys, but, you know, all this tears down those strongholds. All this was really what allowed me to to pray to God and to push through my situation and to start using my body in more empowering ways, like exercising and going out there and, you know, actually doing things that, that would bring me, you know, health to my body and doing things that would also bring me health to my mind you know such as 
singing and you know doing art or writing and things that would bring also health to my heart dwelling in love dwelling in peace dwelling in thankfulness right super key to be every single day be like god i thank you for this i thank you for that i thank you for that just like cultivating an attitude of gratitude you know it's it's, it's pretty popular out there but that's what i'm saying you know when you only focus on the soul level you'll just you'll talk about the gratitude and all these different things but you don't go deeper into the spirit level which is getting rid of the law of sin completely not just making it dormant or finding a solution for one spot but this is how it ends 11 and last um and last verse if the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead dwells in you he who raised christ jesus from the dead would also give life guess what guys i was about to go and god just kind of tapped on my heart and said you know what keep going there's 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 more here i think uh, you've led some things you know unsaid that need to be said in this one segment and that you know i should just keep going so i will i will and i have i'll go deeper on the strongholds because i don't think i let like i went deeper enough for you to really understand them because if you can really understand them man you like you will change your life completely you'll change the way that you see everything 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 um so the last verse that i was trying to read that he cut off was 11 that says if the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead dwells in you Okay, so let's examine that. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, what is the spirit of him who raised Jesus? Like, who is that? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was the one that raised Jesus from the dead. Okay, you need to understand that. Jesus didn't raise himself. Yes, he did raise himself in the, in the sense that he is the Holy Spirit, but specifically here it's identified as the Holy Spirit being the one that raised Jesus from the dead and with the beautiful truth that it dwells in you it says dwells in you for any every single person right now right here that has accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior he has given you the helper the Holy Spirit and it does dwell in you okay it says he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you right it's a it's a super powerful verse there's so much to it right here as well and you know when you understand that there's that part of you that cannot submit to to good things that that is always trying to self-sabotage you that's always leading you into trouble right you need to to accept that first you know that's the first step really to uncovering any stronghold the first step is to accept that you might not have all the answers and that you might have strongholds <laughs> if you don't even believe strongholds exist how can you even uncover one right and that's precisely why i'm talking to you about it because i'm hoping that at the end of this you've uncovered what a stronghold is and that you have a recipe on how to uncover it for yourself because that's the most powerful thing that i can give to anyone like if i can pack like the the processes the lessons the values the beliefs the actions that have like taken me from a very dark valley of the shadow of death <laughs> to the highest mountain with love joy strength and power then that's what i live for man i live to to be able to create that kind of impact you know to to each and every one of you so um the spirit of christ the spirit of god the holy spirit ruach hakodesh 
in the Hebrew um, is the one that is talking about here and it says that that is the spirit that rose our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead and that same power it says it's available to us that same power lives in us and it says that it will give life to our mortal bodies so how can we get that life to our mortal bodies well life to our mortal bodies how does that even look like well that's when we conquer our anxiety you know that's when we conquer stress and what's when we conquer depression that we go from death to life we're death we're sorry we're dead in that worriness in that like pattern of thinking that negative and disempowering way of thinking and emotions and now we are alive do you understand what I'm like really getting at right here and it says he who raised Christ Jesus just like again in case like anyone had a question of what he just said he just reinstated he you he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you and i believe it's also talking in in different dimensions too in this uh, one verse because it's the mortal bodies as in they will become immortal because we will be giving new bodies when we get to heaven and we and our spirit uh, and we will live forever right and it's also talking about giving life over those circumstances like i said conquering any type of fear or depression that you have let me catch you in the next segment so my challenge my purpose my goal to of doing this content is for you to be able to live and dwell and remain and abide in the holy spirit abide in his presence abide in the spirit of christ in the spirit of god in ruach hakodesh because that will lead you to life. It will lead you to life. It's led me to life and it will lead you to life. Okay, so strongholds can keep us, as we said, from the purposes of God, which is very dangerous, right? Um, I wanna kinda give you a little methodology here on how to uncover, you know, kinda how to get rid of, of, of strongholds. You know, I've kinda just written down this process. And it's a biblical process as well. Um, but before I dive into that, we need to examine one little thing. We do not have the power or the authority that determined where we were born, right? None of us chose where we were gonna be born, who our parents were gonna be. No one chose them. No one gave you the option was like, hey, you know, Bob, do you want this parents or those parents? Which ones do you think are better for you? We didn't have that ability, right? But doesn't matter which parents we have, we still have personal power and responsibility to change our outcomes. You know, sometimes we form strongholds that say, oh, it was an accident that they had me. I have no purpose here. Or sometimes we say, well, God put me here and he is not happy with me right now. He's not happy. He hates me right now. God hates me and that's why all these bad things happen to me. That's a stronghold. That's not reality, guys. That is not biblical. You are not an accident. That is not what God says of you. He says that you are special. He says that he created you. He says that you 
were in his purposes. Huge, right? You, I hope, as I said, that some stronghold shattered. I kind of felt like some strongholds just shattered. Hope so. It says there is a reason, but maybe God doesn't even know. Some people think that. People say those things. People say, oh, I was in an accident. Oh, um, God hates me. Oh, there's a reason, maybe, but uh, who knows? No one knows what that reason is. Not even God knows. No one knows. I'm here and, and I'm supposed to figure out for myself. I'm lost. I'm... No. Guys, you do have a purpose, but God wants to figure out not not alone. He doesn't want you to figure it out alone. He wants to figure it out with you. He wants to, to lead you to it, you know? So let me go into the methodology. Number one, you need to uncover strongholds, okay? In order to do that, you need to do one thing very, very key. In humility, you need to come to the throne of grace and repent of anything that you have ever done. You need to come to the throne of grace, you need to repent from any unrighteous word that you've said, any curse that you've put upon yourself, any curse that you've taken upon anyone else, any lie of the enemy, any like sin that dwells in you, right? We were talking about like what kind of law is dwelling in you and are you living in the flesh or are you living in the spirit? Very key, very different. And I want you to also pray over it for the next 30 days. I want you to come to a journal and pray and say the prayer like, Lord, please uncover my strongholds. I repent from everything I have done. And I wanna, I want your light to be shed on those things. I want you to tell me exactly what caused it so I can get to the very root of it. Take, like, um, unplant it, like, uproot it, and throw it in the deepest ocean. Right? And I want you to then rebuild that belief pattern, that belief system, that thought pattern with the truth, which is the word of God. I want you to see things how God sees them. You are not an accident. You are not here just by coincidence. There is a purpose. If you believe the opposite, you currently have a stronghold. Stronghold alert. I should, should start a little thing. I was like, stronghold alert. <laughs> and I know it, it's interesting that I mix like a little bit of humor to like very serious topics, but I can be in that state where I can do that now because of the deliverance that I received, I'm trying to unpack and put to you. Stronghold alert. <laughs> Thought that was cool. Um, I just like scream it to my wife and she was, and she kind of approved. So I was like, all right, well, I'll roll with it. Um, but yes, we, um, here's the stronghold alert. There are people out there that currently believe something that was told through your family line through your ancestry that is false stronghold alert stronghold alert i think it should be dark i don't think it should be like funny it should be like stronghold alert <laughs> because a lot of people have fallen traps of a lie that says who are you to say that you want to be a doctor for example you know like you maybe have a desire when you're little and you're like man like i want to be a freaking astronaut it's like freak like who no one has the right to tell you that you can't be an astronaut that is bananas stronghold alert right for sure like do you think that there's anyone currently living their life and breathing right now that has the 
power or ability to tell you that you can be an astronaut. I'm not, not talking about God. God will never tell you you can be an astronaut. If you even have that desire to be an astronaut, I think that's a good thing. I think you should go for it. I think you should, like, walk in faith and be like, I want to be the best freaking astronaut in the world. You know, some people might say that's crazy, Andres. Like, you know, that's unrealistic, Andres. To what I say to you is, ye of little faith. You don't have enough faith to believe that. That's your reality, buddy. Right? It might be, might be your reality to listen, listen to it right now, which is why I'm giving this talk. This is like my best stuff, guys. Like if you can, if you can get this, like everything else, I think will be easy <laughs> when, when, when dealing with like pain and trial, you know. Um, so as we said, okay, number one is to uncover the stronghold by asking God. Is going in deep and you know coming to the throne of grace. It's praying over it constantly, and I would say a minimum for 30 days. Um, and it's rebuilding the truth with the Word of God. Is it's putting new belief systems because what's gonna happen is even if you believe right this second something that I tell you and you're like wow that's cool like you might feel a little bit of like ah, like you know burden off your shoulder a little bit but there's still patterns of thought there's still like neural pathways that are still leading you to feel certain things and that's why there's the whole like triggers of anxiety and yada 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 because you know even when there's certain things um, you know the the belief is only the first step, uh, step you need to eliminate the belief but you also need to eliminate the emotions and then you need to eliminate the actions you know the, it's at those three levels always you know the the thinking level the feeling level and the doing level that's that that's on your soul level and you know it that's the part that's always like making those decisions you know whether it's gonna live in the flesh or it's gonna live in the spirit right and number five on this process is to renew the mind the spirit because if you can renew the mind in the spirit then you will be able to uncover strongholds you will be able to um, like basically the cycle repeats essentially you know you're able to uncover more strongholds and you're able to shatter you know old belief systems and rebuild new ones and you know it really it really all comes back to identifying what were the experiences you know what were the I, I always do this like little exercise with, um, with myself and with my wife and you know I, I basically just guide them through kind of like going back into their memories and trying to detect like what what is um, you know something that cost you whatever it is that you're like suffering from right now and once you identify it you can bring it to the light and you can deal with it you can look at it from different angles you can you know create new empowering meanings to the whole thing as you renew the mind and the spirit you know, because as again, as I said, like many of us have have been told, like you can be something, like you, like, there's no way you can be this, like you don't have it in you or whatever, right? And I think we also need to be um, realistic. Like no one's saying you need to buff, like puff up yourself. You need to be not more than you are, not less than you are. You need to just be who you are, you know, and what God thinks of you. And He does say that you're special. You know, He does say that you are, that you have everything that you need to achieve your purpose. That you know, if, if God is calling you to something, it's because He has already equipped you. You just don't know it yet, but because you haven't even acted upon it. You haven't even taken the action. It starts with really taking that action. Those first steps of, of obedience being like, okay, even if I don't feel, I'm going to get myself to do it. Because I trust that I will feel it. That's key. Alright, cool. So, we talked about how your purpose can directly be 
held back by your own belief system, by your own self, thinking that you can't do something, that you don't have the power or the ability or the resources or the strategies or the skills to do it, you know, that you'll never be able to do it. You know, you might not currently have certain things that you need, of course, but you have the power to change the outcome. You have the power to act upon something that will lead you to the outcome that you do want. If you, when you believe that you don't have the ability, that you don't have the power, then that's when you fall under the bondage of, of evil, under the law of sin, under the law of death, etc. We talked about all that. So just summarizing. So I also want to kind of give a little bit of a caveat because there's false humility, right? Like when you when you come to the throne of grace and you repent, you know, there can be a false humility, you know, where we just kind of say, yeah, you know, kind of like a like a little lip service, you know, kind of like when when you were young and they ask you, go say I'm sorry to that kid that you just hit or said something mean to. And you're like, I'm sorry, but like it's false. It's a false humility. You don't like you don't mean it, right? So don't settle for less because you believe the lies of the enemy. Don't settle for less. You know, there's amazing purposes that God has for you. There's like, you can achieve anything you freaking want. Whatever the mind can dream, you can achieve. Whatever you can picture, you can put into reality. You know, that's why we're creating God's image. We're creators and that's powerful. It's very powerful, right? So strongholds can make you feel weak and they can make you feel worse. It can lead you to a very dark place of like hopelessness and fear. And when you get to that place, you just like it's it's horrible because that's the depression part, you know, where you don't believe you have the power to get out of your situation, where you believe that the answer might be in this very far distant future that you still don't know how it will pan out. But in the current present moment, you can you cannot do anything yourself to 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 do that. And the more you believe that, the more you think that's true. And here's the danger. I'm gonna go even a little bit deeper than that. Here's it. Here's here. I'm gonna guide you through like a quick like. Let me call it like a a little question answer that like your brain and like all of our brains do. Okay, so this is kind of what happens. Like you you feel lonely or you feel depressed or you feel fear or something, and then. You say, well, why do I feel like that, right? We always want to find meaning. So why do I feel like that? And then your brain comes back with the answer and says, well, remember that time that this happened? Right, that confirmed this story. And then that's the belief, that's a stronghold. So it's like, okay, let's pretend, let's, let's, let's give a, a good example here, okay? So let's say you're in that hopeless place, you know, of depression. And you say, why do I believe, like you ask yourself right now, why do I believe that I do not have the power or the ability to currently change my circumstance now and go from depressed to like happy and passionate. Why, why do I believe that? And then your brain is gonna come back with, a, with an answer and it's gonna say, well, you believe that because, you know, let's say a month ago, you tried to get out of it by actually doing something about it and it didn't work. Let's say you maybe tried to, I don't know, read a book or go for a walk and it didn't work. And then you come back and you say, well, it didn't work and that's your like, final answer and so you come to the conclusion or you tell yourself the story that because I um, try to do something about it in the past and I failed therefore I can never get out of my situation by myself 
and then you drop the mic. And that is a stronghold, it's a dangerous stronghold. Stronghold alert, right? Yeah, it's nuts, guys. But here's the crazy key that it all really comes back to faith. Faith in the belief that we have. If the, the more faith that you have in the in a stronghold, the more it's going to tie you down. The more faith you have in God, the more it's going to free you and liberate you and you know take you to, to very high places. So, you know, strongholds in reality, they, they still are hope. It's going to lead us in a state of like, hopelessness and and help learn uh, sorry um oh i just realized the thing is cutting okay let me okay so strongholds and how they leave us to um in a very dark place and hopelessness and fear and the antithesis of fear it's faith like you cannot have faith and fear at the same time it's impossible Faith is actually the activation of the kingdom of God. It's this substance of things hoped for, right? If you're depressed, you're hopeless. As soon as you apply faith and you can get yourself to imagine a outcome that is going to be amazing and positive where God has you by the hand, where God pulls you through, that will automatically produce hope, especially when you give a lot of emotional intensity and a lot of thought and repetition to it. Okay, and, and and that goes into like another section I'll talk about later, which is all about like forming new um, habits and routines, right? Both mental routines, emotional routines, and um, of course, like physical routines, right? So um, faith actually will lead us from power to power. When we have faith in God, we're able to detect strongholds because we're able to detect um a empowering and hopeful outcome so instead of saying like why did this happen to me right that's that's sometimes the beginning of a stronghold you know where something happens to you and you say instead of finding an empowering meaning or telling yourself an empowering story you do a disempowering story and you say well this happened to me because i always do this i'm dumb and i can never you know, figure the the right thing to do, and I'm just, you know, gonna quit everything I have right now because no one loves me. And you you, you see how you can keep going down and down and down into this rabbit hole. It's horrible. Instead of saying there must be a lesson here, what can I learn from it? How can I grow as a person from it? Remember, the quality of your questions will determine the quality of your life 1000 percent. so yeah you know i think you need to change that system that system of thought the way that you evaluate and examine things we we have to change completely the way we see our circumstances you know let me give you a, a an awesome key here god told moses that he said i am that i am he says i am the god of the living and not of the dead now let me ask you something and i'm gonna make you think on this one this is kind of like an advanced theology watch this if god is the god of the living and not god of the dead why is like is god the god of moses that is dead right now because god is you know moses is dead right now abraham is all these guys are dead right now so how can 
God say or you know you know how can they say that God is the God of the living when we know there's a lot of people that did follow God that God is dead okay I'm gonna take a bite of my soup and let you think on that one before I give you the answer oh it's good have such a wonderful wife Awesome. I'll give you the answer. God is actually currently living eternally in the present time everywhere. <laughs> like God is omnipresent, right? Oops. God is omnipresent, which means that he is everywhere. So God is currently in the present moment with Moses. In our timeline, he's gone. But God's still there. He's still here in the present. And he is in the future. That's nuts. It's a, it's a very interesting, like mind-blown type of a mentality. But it's true. That's why it says those things. So when we think of how God is so powerful, how can we doubt that he hasn't given us um, the power or the authority to be able to change some of those circumstances and be able to, you know, free ourselves from from some of these mental bondages or physical bondages or habits that are stem from strongholds and stem from the law of sin ultimately and the human condition so what can we do to change it you know how can we apply that methodology and how is it that faith in god is ultimately what destroys all type of strongholds so i'll tell you that in the next little segment all right and i want to end with this ready (laughs) whatever we have faith in we empower and it comes to pass okay so once i want to want to read again i want to yeah read again so he has a note whatever we have faith in we empower and it comes to pass which is the same thing that Tony Robbins said, whatever we focus on, we get more of, very true. Whatever we ask, we receive, also true. All that is talking about the same exact thing. Whatever we have faith in, we empower. Whatever we focus on, we get more of. So ultimately, when we are in dark places and uh, mental thought patterns that it seems that we can't get, get rid of and it seems like it's hopeless and we can't do anything about it we need to remember that one we do have personal power god has given us free will and that is free will we need to exercise it like a muscle right we need to understand that we have power to decide what we do with our body power to decide what we do with our emotions and power to decide what we do with our mind with our focus right we, we talked about seeing ourselves in layers the flesh the soul the spirit and when we can overcome some of these issues some of these strongholds we can eliminate things that would have been passed on to, to our children that's why it's crucial for us to understand that it not only frees us in a mental level but it can free us from like you know ton of things poverty and it can free us from um yeah like hurt and unforgiveness and it can free us from 
depression, obviously, and anxiety, as we're talking about here, and fear, and it can free us basically from anything, because when we are able to go to the root of the problem, which is getting rid of the law of sin and death by the power of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, um, we ultimately end up living in victory, living in the Spirit, you know, submitting our mind, heart, and will underneath God's purposes, underneath His plans, underneath what He thinks of us, right? And whatever we have faith, we empower. If we if we have power that, I mean, we, we have faith that God loves us. If we have faith that God is for us, that He's with us, we will act in faith. We will shatter strongholds because your mind now will look for new routes to get around that. You'll be like, well, I used to believe I cannot be an astronaut, but because I believe now that God wants you know, to carry me through, you know, to these amazing plans that he has, and 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 if and if being an astronaut that's it, then like I want that. Then your mind is gonna say, well, maybe um, it. I don't have to believe that I can be a, an astronaut. Maybe I don't have to accept that my dad could never make it as an astronaut, but but maybe I can. And all of a sudden, you went from like depression and learned helplessness to like hopeful and hopeful is that first little state for you to like grab on to that like little like light sliver of light <laughs> grab onto it and say okay like let me keep going keep pedaling so that it turns into into like active faith where it leads you to move into action and you take determination and you take courage right so i i invite you to make new empowering beliefs for yourself like awake stop it's time to walk in your true self in your true self image in your greatness you have to understand that you are a child of God you are light you are love you're everlasting you're strong you're powerful you're capable you're fearless you are forgiven you are the Lord's so my friend be still be still and know that He is God. Choose to believe Him over what you think. Choose to believe what He has for you instead of what you have for your own self. Choose to walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh. And most importantly, I pray that you come to a deep and intimate relationship with Jesus. Take care, and I'll catch you later. Peace.